The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. So, good day everyone. And So we're going through the first exercise of the Satipatthana Sutta. It's a four-step exercise. And um, that I tend to simplify into three steps. And that is to, when we meditate, to first uh, become attuned, aligned with our breathing, to accompany our breathing with our attention. And in doing so, become aware of the ex- what, what experience it is to be breathing whether we're breathing long breaths or short breaths, deep or shallow, whether we're breathing mostly in the chest or in the belly, whatever sensations come into play, the pressures, the expansion, the contractions, the pulling. So really kind of savor or take in or register the richness of all the sensations of breathing as a way of getting centered on breathing and developing continuity and getting concentrated on breathing. And then <clears throat> the instruction says to, uh, breathing in, to experience the whole body. Breathing out, experiencing the whole body. And, um, and so here there's a kind of a, you know, dual tracking going on. We're both being aware of the breathing and at the same time kind of feeling the fullness of our experience of the body uh, in whatever way that's easy to do that. It doesn't have to be the entire, literally the whole body. For me, it's a lot to do with the torso for the most part, because uh, I do a lot of my attention to breathing in the torso. And so it's kind of, you know, then I become aware of the fullness of the torso. And But also over time, as we meditate, the body will speak. And different parts of the body will show themselves, uh, usually through discomfort. And, um, and over weeks and months and years, uh, different holding patterns in the body reveal themselves, different places that need attention. And so some of this experiencing the whole body is also just uh, discovering what is it in the body that needs uh, attention now. And then to breathe with it, to breathe through it. So there's a kind of a wonderful way in which breathing helps us stay in the present moment, keeps us continuous, protects us from wandering off too easily into thought, and at the same time, we're kind of being present for what our lived experiences in our body, the whole, all of it. And this can be very healing. The body is not just a hunk of flesh. It's, um, it's deeply connected to our minds. And that relates to the last exercise in this beginning, last step of this beginning exercise. And that is breathing in, relaxing the the uh, bodily formations. Breathing out, relaxing the bodily formations. The word uh, formations, sankara, uh, is, um, I like to translate it as constructions. Relax the bodily construct. Um, and, um, and what this means is that they're part of what our embodied experience is is uh, is uh, what's been somehow constructed by the mind. So, for example, uh, if I'm afraid, I'm anxious, 
and my shoulders get tense and I stay chronically anxious and the t- uh, shoulders stay chronically tense, there might even be times where I'm not so anxious but the shoulders are kind of locked in that way. That tension that I feel in my shoulders, that's been constructed, formed by what goes on in the mind, this, the emotion, the fear. And so when the text says relax the mental formations, the mental construct, it's to relax that part of the bodily experience that has been formed by the mental activity we have. So if I have desire for something strong, I really want something, and I'm leaning forward, and I, um, then to relax that the physical sensations of leaning would be the mental, for, the physical formation. So, it's, so in the first earlier exercise is to feel the whole body in all the different ways it shows itself. Now we're becoming more interested in a subsection of the body, and that is that part of the body that's been shaped by the tensions of the mind, the holding patterns of the mind, the emotions of the mind, and um, and uh, so this is where the body and mind now. Our, uh, the practice is connecting the body and mind very intimately together. Because if we're relaxing the bodily formations, we're at the same time we're also relaxing the, the mental aspect that uh, triggered that. And as, we get, as people get tenser and tenser in their body, there's a, a, a cycle, like chicken and egg cycle, that at some point the discomfort of the body being tense stimulates more thoughts and reactivity uh, so if I'm feeling tense in my shoulders, and now I'm, um, you know, I'm afraid that I'll be judged by people for having tense shoulders, then I get even more tense. And so sometimes the, the genesis, in a sense, is the, is the body and then the mind, sometimes the mind and the body, and sometimes you can't quite, in the you know, chicken and egg thing, know where the beginning is. But uh, as we relax more and more deeply, uh, we start seeing more and more clearly that things do kind of have a beginning and now uh, we can be more attentive to it and freer. <clears throat> so <clears throat> to relax the body and um, but to not do it and become, you know, just completely a uh, puddle on the floor or on the couch. You know, the idea is to uh, dynamic balance between a certain kind of alertness, physical alertness and relaxation. <clears throat> Now, when people are very tense, then the, um, uh, you know, it's appropriate to kind of focus a lot on relaxation and maybe it's really good just to lay down on the bed or to slump in the couch because it really supports a deeper ability to relax then. Um, But in the long term, what we're looking for is a dynamic uh, uh, relaxation where we're, you know, kind of alert. So I I don't know if this speaks to you, but when I, I went to the monastery the first time, Tassahara Monastery, they have a, um, natural hot springs there, and so they have these big hot baths you can go soak in. The temperature is like 105, 106. And, um, the, um, and it was a wonderful place to go and relax. So when I first got there, I loved to go into the baths. We had a bath hour every day, and so every day in the afternoon around 5, you can go there and, and shower up, clean up, and then just soak in these hot baths. And um, and uh, then I noticed after a couple of months that I stopped going into the hot baths, for, or I'd go in, but I'd just go in just, just for like a minute to get warm, 
and then get out because it was cold, it was the winter, and then get dressed and go out and go to the next thing. And I looked at myself and I said, Gil, what's going on with you? Are you too tense or too uptight or too something to not be able to enjoy the relaxation of the hot, hot baths? And uh, what I came to eventually realize that in living the monastic life where I was meditating a fair amount, quite a bit, that the surface tension of, that I brought with me uh, to the monastery had begun to release and fade away. And that when I first got there, the relaxation in the hot baths was relaxing. Was I loved it because of the relaxing of surface tension. And as that surface tension di- uh, dissipated, uh, there was no need to relax, to go to hot tubs, to have that relaxation because I wasn't, I didn't have that tension anymore. And so, um, and so then it wasn't like uh, you know I wasn't using it to relax. So this idea that relaxation is great. But relaxation, it's always compensating for or reacting to the ways we get tense through the day is kind of an endless loop, endless cycle. If we keep getting tense, keep getting tense, and then we relax. And then, um, but the idea is to relax deeply, understand some of the natures of being relaxed and appreciate that state so that we start noticing when we get in, getting tense. So it's one thing to relax a little bit in meditation, but then you don't want to just forget about it and just start your life and run around and be tense again. So then you have to come back to meditate to get relaxed. You want to learn from the relaxed state, learn from what, uh, how you tense up, so that as you leave meditation, you don't quickly tense up back in the old habits. And then slowly over time, uh, that uh, there's a feedback loop where... Um, as we get less tense in daily life, the meditation can go deeper and deeper into deeper levels of, of uh, relaxation. And it also allows the meditation to not be compensatory, that we're only trying to compensate for the tension of the day and relax and get some relief. And it allows us to have a kind of a erectness, a dynamism, a kind of alert presence in the body without feeling that that is adding tension, adding work, but actually feels kind of delightful and nice. And that then there can be a balance between a certain dynamism and a deep relaxation. And um, so, but uh, that takes time. And uh, this stage of the practice is to uh, experience the whole body and then relax the bodily constructs. And... Um, and uh, and what I'm suggesting is that when you're able, whenever you're able to relax the body in some way, parts of the uh, your body, uh, don't just go on to the next thing like that's done and it's over, but take you know a little bit of time. It could just be two seconds or something, but to to, to relax and then appreciate, enjoy the whatever there is to enjoy about having relaxed, um, the relief, the release, the 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 pleasure of the relaxation, the lightness, the openness that comes, the softness that's there, the heightened sensitivity that might be there. Um, uh, and that does a number of things, but one of that, that lingering with it for a little while uh, teaches us uh, to be familiar with that state of relaxation so that we can support it more and more. It also is a uh, time to uh, let the relaxation be deeper. 
let something deeper be registered, deeper kind of be experienced, even if it's not so conscious. Um, and also, it's a little interruption, a pause in some people, and certainly was mine when I was beginning meditator, of a little bit being in a hurry in meditation. Like, you know, okay, I did that, let's go to the next thing, let's go to the next thing. I'm supposed to be a good meditator and be, you know, do everything right. And so it was like always the next thing. And so to, um, uh, to just take time and pause and make room uh, for just being, um, just being. So, um, so I would recommend that if you're interested in this, um, it's such an important foundation for the meditation that goes deeper and deeper is that uh, for the next 24 hours, when you have a chance, both in meditation, but also not in meditation, um, see if you can uh, uh, both have a kind of alert posture, like don't slump to relax, but in that alert posture, um, see, just relax. If you're standing in line in a store, stand there upright, and rather than reading the the magazines at the checkout counter, uh, just sit there and maybe look, close your eyes or maybe just look down quietly and uh, connect to your body and relax. If there's a traffic light waiting for it to turn green, uh, sit up a little bit in your car seat and relax and soften your belly and what goes on. Um, Whenever there's a little time, a little pause in the day, uh, see what it's like to relax, what you learn and what happens in the ongoingness of it. And um, and I hope that you, you enjoy that and enriches your day. And then we'll continue tomorrow. Thank you.